Hello and welcome to the Screen Chronicles. I'm Colby. With me as always is Steve. And today we have a very special guest with us. He has a long, impressive resume uh, with stunt work in many movies and shows. And our listeners will most likely know his work from The Last Kingdom. Lavente Lazac, welcome to the Screen Chronicles. Hey guys, uh, it's really nice to see you and it's great to be here with you. And hello for all the Last Kingdom fans all over the world. Yeah, thank you for coming on. We were talking before we get started here that pretty much everyone we've talked to has mentioned you at one point or another. Anytime we start talking about battles or action, they drop your name. So it, it's we're we're. I hope so in a good manner and not in a bad one. <laughs> <laughs> only a couple times. Only you know no. Um, but we really think that that um, that that speaks volumes for what you do for the show. Um, so it's definitely good that you get some recognition for 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 some of that and any last kingdom fans there's some awesome footage um of the stunt work behind the scenes that came out from season five or sorry season four um go check that out we're going to link all those links below i i yeah i hope so from season four because uh season four i have to, I four. Have to punish my stunt guys really hard if they leaked out something you know <laughs> online no nothing from five nothing from five. Uh, it's super secret now <laughs> mm, absolutely absolutely so just generally speaking we're not going to pry for anything from five but just generally how is season five shooting going it goes really well it's always a fun you know to be back on set with the last kingdom crew it's all like all, it's, it's uh, like a family for us you know, we started awesome. uh, in 2014, so it's seven years from my life, uh, and uh, oh. and uh, we really became very good friends. So, actually, every season is a gift for us uh, to shoot. And to be honest, I'm a great, uh, and I have to confess it. Maybe one of uh, I'm one of the greatest uh, Last Kingdom fans. So oh, when okay. I when I when I get to a new season, I'm so excited to to read the script. <laughs> oh, awesome. and you know, you know what's going to happen with your thread, and how can I surf his journey through this uh, magical, you know, uh, adventure? <laughs> so it's a good fun for us, uh, uh, also. Oh, we love to hear that—that that you're also a fan of the show, and it's not just work for you. That's pretty awesome. No, no, no. Were you a fan of the books before the show? Uh, to be honest, I didn't read the books, okay. and uh, then I had a chance to read it, but uh, uh, I kept away. Okay. On me, because I, I didn't want to to be driven by the books, so right. it was much better to to use my brain, mind, visual creativity, because if I read the books, uh, you know that will take away something from my creativity. Right, yeah. right, so absolutely. I think I will I will read it later. Yeah. When, when we film the whole journey, and I I can compare you know what's in the books and what what is not in the film. And maybe I will be very, very upset for the producers. Why didn't we shoot this part? Because I loved it. <laughs> there, there is one crazy battle that we do love from the books that uh, we that we wish somehow they could have maybe done into the show. Don't mention it. If it yeah, if I'm not going to mention. Won't mention it. <laughs> yeah. But we we do obviously we love the battles of the show. It's one of the huge parts that we love uh, from that. But but backing up real quick, how did you get involved? into stunts even just to begin with how did you become we know you started out as a stunt performer how much time we have an hour i yeah. think it was enough. <laughs> yeah. story. it's really really a long story just uh, briefly yeah uh, and and i have to start really far away so i never wanted to be a stuntman first of all okay everyone it was a, it was an accident <laughs> so, okay 
<laughs> of course, I loved films and uh, we had really great uh, historical uh, films in Hungary, uh, great TV series. Obviously, you don't know them, but you know, when I was a kid, uh, I was grown up on these kind of uh, period movies and I loved them. And of course, I wanted to ride with the heroes and fight with the heroes. So it was a dream for me. But then I started to be interested in more philosophy, philosophy, okay. history, this kind of stuff. And then when I was 18, uh, I went to university and studied philosophy uh, oh. in Budapest, uh, that's the capital of Hungary. And after half a year, I was completely depressed. So I was totally in deep depression from the philosophy, you know, uh, all from all these mm. great minds like Heidegger yeah. and Sartre and blah, blah, blah. And I think I was too young for philosophy at that time. So uh, okay. Platon is really uh, right uh, when he says you have to be minimum 30 to start to learn philosophy. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's been too young for that. When I, when I uh, got to the end of the first semester, uh, I was uh, more like a, a green uh, intellectual uh, uh, living in the dark, <laughs> not in the light kind of guy. And I met uh, one of my friends uh, and we practiced martial arts before. So uh, I practiced Wing Chun, Kung Fu, Shaolin Kung Fu, this kind of stuff. And he told me, oh, my God, how, 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 you, uh, how you look like? Uh, you're so green and uh, unhealthy. So I'd like to go to the country, uh, to the Hungarian horsemen. We call them Chikos. They, they live their, our ancestors' life. They live in the uh, big plains of Hungary with the horses uh, in, you know, great plains and no civilization around them. Right. And I said, okay, I, I go down with you. So how I uh, started with the horses. So... I met the horses there before, uh, never met them uh, before, and uh, a completely new life just uh, wow. opened up for me. Then I went back to the university and I missed so much the horses and so this kind of stuff. Uh, and and I, I started to, to learn uh, the Hungarian martial arts, like, uh, you know, uh, the hussars, how they fought with the saber oh, and cool. how they use the sword in the medieval ages. And my father, uh, is a poet uh, and uh, and a writer. And uh, once a day, so once he came back home and he told me uh, he will write a drama play for a theater or for an open theater, and there will there will be writers. And I asked him, "Can I be there?" Uh, and he said, mm, "I will ask the director." And I think the director doesn't want to say no for the writer, so he asked these fun guys <laughs> in the theater. And I think they don't want to say no for the director, so. So I just found myself in a stable for a test ride <laughs> with my uh, Chikosh uh, friends. Wow. And, uh, and I think they liked me. So when, when this uh, theater ended, uh, it was about two or three months, several okay. days. They asked me, do you want to join to our team? Because we really miss a young guy like you. I was, you know, 19 that time. I said, why not? I, I really love this kind of stuff. Sure, Fine sure. And, and ride and... So that, that's how I started my career, actually. Uh, and obviously, wow. I finished philosophy. So guys, if you want to be a stunt guy, please learn and go to university. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and man. don't finish your studies. <laughs> Simple steps to follow. Go to philosophy, yeah, that's, yes. get some horses. Go out to the country, get some yeah, but, horses. You know, and... my, life, my life became uh, a whole after this, because in Hungary, we have uh, a beautiful legend, how the Hungarian nation was born. We call ourselves the, the son of the white horse. The okay. son on the white horse. And uh, it means the human unity is from two parts. 
build up from two parts. There's okay. an organic part which you share with the animals, and there is a, a synthetic rational part uh, which you share, you know, the gods or I don't know, you know, whoever you believe. Mm. And wow. uh, this kind of unity makes the balance. So if you lose the balance, so for example, if you live just your synthetic life, you will be an unhealthy life because uh, you will be unbalanced. So what wow. I found, I think through the horses is the balance. Uh, and uh, it's very, very important in my life to keep that kind of balance, you know. That is awesome. That is, that is so cool. What age were you when you first rode a horse? Well, yeah, I was quite old. So, I mean, yeah, oh, you know, I, I, the funny thing is when I was, uh, uh, you know, six or seven, uh, the neighbor just put me on a horse and I was completely scared because the horse was so big yeah. <laughs> and I had, uh, you know, I heard terrible stories about horses, find <laughs> yeah. people, kick the people. So I was absolutely not, not fun of the horses that wow. time. Uh, I was, as I said, you know, I was really amazed by the heroes. Like, uh, yeah. I, I, I read lots of Western stories, you know, like Indians and cowboys and I, sure. Of course, I wanted to be a cowboy. Right. Uh, and it's challenging without a horse, uh, <laughs> I admit. But but uh, I was more afraid about horses at that time. So when I was 18, 19, that was the first time for me on a horseback. Yeah. That's amazing. Because when I was watching some of your videos of um, the shows you used to do and, and standing on two horses and jumping off of them, I'm like, this guy must have been riding since he was two <laughs> years old. I was like... Everyone thinks that, yeah, it's wow. so funny. Yeah, everyone comes up with it, but no. So you have a chance. <laughs> I do. I actually, I live in a horse barn right now. Oh, so I great. might as well go down. Yeah, I have 15 oh, roommates, oh, oh. all horses. <laughs> great. So if you if you come to Hungary, just uh, please let me know and uh, and come around to my farm and, and we can have a great ride. Oh, <laughs> hey, you, you have great. your own horses too then? Actually, we, we live with our horses. So yeah. we live in a farm near Budapest. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a that's a stand base for the last kingdom also. So okay. we used to do all the uh, battle trainings and uh, and horse trainings here at my place. And we have uh, uh, eleven horses here. Uh, us, but some of them retired, like uh, Utrecht's first uh, gray horse uh, from oh. season one and season two. Season one more. I still use him, but uh, but uh, but just for walking, you know, and for. Oh, actors cool. who doesn't ride fast <laughs> no okay i got you. gotcha how do you ride standing on two horses though because that looks like something from like <laughs> like a greek sculpture or something you know what i mean actually it's pretty easy you just have to stand up and not fall off <laughs> i'm gonna go try this really afternoon concentrate <laughs> it's pretty easy colby just just do it i'm gonna yeah, do it yeah stand up and, and try not to fall off that's <laughs> funny wow it's pretty amazing stuff pretty how did you stuff. go from that then how did you get involved in the last kingdom well, you know, I, I started to do stunts uh, in 93. So that was 28 years before. Oh, my God, I'm too old. <laughs> so 28 years ago, I started to coordinate uh, films in 2009 or something like that. And uh, in 2000, 2013, uh, I did uh, a TV series for uh, NBC and Carnival, uh, The Dracula, with right. Jonathan Rhys Mayers. It was great fun. We loved it. Uh, unfortunately, NBC canceled after the first season, but that was my first uh, big one with Carnival and uh, with Nick Murphy. Uh, he was yep. one of the directors of Dracula. Uh -huh, yeah. And, and he, was, he was the first director of The Last Kingdom. When they came to Hungary, they just uh, you know, asked me, do you want to do this? And 
I told them, obviously, yeah, yeah, it's it's like a a stuntman's dream, you know, it's like a playground for stunt guys. Yeah, <laughs> lots absolutely. of battles, fire, uh, some wire work, uh, medieval weapons, so horse yeah. riding. We loved it. Uh, I love Nick Murphy's work. So uh, he established The Last Kingdom really well. Uh, I just rewatched the season one a couple of months ago when I prepped, you know, oh, actually not a couple of months, it's half a year ago when I when yeah. I prepped myself to the season five, you know, I, I tried to, to recap uh, everything yeah. and I just realized how good it is. Uh, it's really it's funny, you know, it's much, it's shaky cam a little bit because it was almost like a, uh, the first season uh, and the first two episodes, like a guerrilla uh, filmmaking. So they yeah. use on handheld uh, and, and they run with the, the actors always. And, and it gives some kind of, uh, how do you say, this, uh, unsteadiness for, for all the you know, uh, sequences, but, uh, but it was totally. so great. And yeah, and Nick Murphy is a, is a genius. So I think he, yeah. he did a really great job. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We, we give him a lot of credit for like setting the show up to what it became. And we were lucky enough to have him and Chaz Bain on um, in previous episodes to discuss it. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I, I also have to uh, mention Chaz because Chaz Bain is a genius also. So he was the DOP, uh, you know. I think through season three, right? Like Season three, yeah. Yeah, three yeah. seasons. He made really hard work. And, and I think he made really good job with the show. Yeah. Yeah. So without Absolutely. them, I think it, it uh, TLK is not existing like this. Uh, yeah, totally. Today. One of the moments uh, Nick Murphy, when he was talking with us, one of his favorite moments where he sort of realized how much fun he was having on the show was when he was burning the barn and <laughs> yeah. then someone else was coming out on fire, Ragnar. Exactly, exactly. That's what he told me. You know, we, we're going to have two great episodes and and one guy will come out on fire from a house <laughs> and he will fight with lots of people and i said i love it and i want to do it so uh actually you know to be a stunt coordinator it's great because you can pick up some good jobs for you yeah <laughs> i'm really proud of this stunt because i did it i think it's a great uh, uh stunt uh, because you really it's really rare if you have to do something when you are on fire normally the director right. Uh, when you have to set yourself on fire, say, oh, just scream and dance a little bit like this and just fall down and and, and they will, you know, just uh, put out the fire, uh, yeah. your guys. But but now I have to fight. So I had to, to learn a really serious choreography. Even if you cannot really see in the flames what's going on, uh, there was, you know, a sword fight. And, uh, and uh, I had to walk through many, many times. Uh, you know, I, I just close my eyes and blindly... I walked down all the moves, all the moves, hundred times yeah. to do it precisely wow. for the camera. Yeah, it was wow. a great stunt. I loved it. <laughs> See, you you said you picked that, right? You you wanted to as the coordinator. You're like, I want to go in as this. Yeah. I feel like that's yeah. something you go I like the same, new but... guy. <laughs> I feel like the new like that's where I put like the new guy. I'm like, all right, new guy, <laughs> you're gonna be the one on fire today. You know. <laughs> but, uh, First of all, it's really important to put your name card when you are when you are somewhere, because you put some of your guys into danger mm. many many times. You have to show them, and for the show the production, I put myself in danger as well, if if the time comes up. Wow! You know, it's really important. It's I think it's kind of a moral thing, you know. Mm. And if you have not that kind of morality, you have no, uh, you know, reputation front of the crew, front of the, front of your guys, and yeah. so on. 
uh, and I, I still do it uh, because time to time you have to show, especially for the younger guys, yeah. Uh, even if you are getting older, you know, you are you are still a wolf and you can bite. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's awesome. Now, so going back to when you came out on fire dressed as Earl Ragnar, um, yeah. Ragnar the Fearless, could you just describe like what that suit you were wearing was? Did you have a breathing apparatus or? <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm I'm really lucky because these days we have really good gear mm. for fire stunts. I use the same like everybody uses, you know, all over the world. And I buy uh, j water gel from uh, from Action Factory Los Angeles, for example. <laughs> so that's the best product. Uh, and I use a small air tank to breathe. And okay. so, for example, when I did my first one, uh, we had no such as things like this. Uh, because when I started my career, you know, in the 90s or yeah. early 2000, we were... Uh, a uh, bit far from the world sometimes. And for example, when I did my first fire job, a big explosion came into my face and they made a silicone mask and they never, and we never tested or they never tested. We just asked the guy who, who gave us the mask, do you think it will, it will, you know, uh, protect us from the fire? And he said, yeah, I think so. <laughs> and, we put on, and we put the mask on <laughs> and we really hoped he's right. <laughs> and oh he was God. right, as you can see. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> many, many things like that oh my God. Uh, in the golden age. But now it's, it's so different. So yeah. uh, much, much safer and much easier. And for example, for that job, uh, I had uh, uh, water gel on me. Okay. A lot of masks, you know, hoodies on me uh, with glasses. Uh, okay. Then I had a mask, silicone mask on my head. I had uh, Nomex fire suits three layer layer and two sets of so i was like a michelin dummy you know like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it was so funny because because uh, i i had a gloves uh, i had gloves also okay but uh the the fire was so huge so the only thing which really hurt uh, my hand because okay. one pair of gloves was not enough even if i put in jail and right. we put the we put the leather uh, uh, gloves on the on the Nomex uh, fire gloves, but there was a small uh, silk inside. I didn't notice, so that started to burn inside. Okay. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. And I just felt, you know, oh my god. Yeah. It. You know, first of all, when when you when you are on fire, so when when they ignite you, you just see orange glows around you, and you wow. said for my for yourself. Okay, okay, I'm on fire. Hmm. Goes pretty well. <laughs> I don't feel any any bad things. Okay, <laughs> let's do it. And, and you go and you do your job. And then you just start to feel the heat because, you know, it starts to come through the, uh, the clothes. And uh, at the very end, I really felt, felt, you know, the heat on my hands. And I was so angry. Oh, sh shit, I, uh, I must do that because... I cannot lay down. I didn't finish my choreo. Right, right. Then I just, wow, okay. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. and, the... and they just put out the fire and they just ripped off, you know, the, the gloves. And I saw uh, there was ashes, ashes inside, you oh know. Oh my God. Silk, yeah. That's Actually, crazy. it was a mistake, mistake from me as a stunt coordinator. Yeah. I, I should notice that earlier, you know. I got you. Okay. Yeah. And how many takes <laughs> of that did you have to do? Only do one. Oh, it was only, only one take. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. and you right. got it. Right. You nailed it. Actually, there was uh, one other guy, my my good friend Peter Katona, and he mm -hmm. did 
uh, also the same uh, gag. So okay. if you if you watch that footage, uh, that's two guys. Oh, okay. So the guy who comes out of the door, that was Peter. Okay. And the guy who is fighting, uh, that was me. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Everybody, so, go back and watch that. And, and <laughs> do you have like a thing. time frame too before you became like just barbecued? Like, do, is there like a time frame after you get yeah, lit yeah, that yeah, you yeah. put it's, out? It's about half a minute. So this huge wow. amount of fire, it's about a half minute. Uh, yeah. And 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 you will really feel. And the funny thing is, because I did many many, uh, quite many uh, full body burns in my career. The funny thing is, you you don't really feel anything. For a while, but okay. if you start to feel something, it it really comes painful in a moment. So oh, it's okay, really fast, you know. Uh, and uh, you have to be really uh, smart and and to know that okay, now I have to lay down. Otherwise, because you know they have to run in, put out the fire. It takes a while uh, also. So if you don't give them time, it can take the revenge on you. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's a great instance of where you were actually in the show. Are there any other instances in any of the other seasons that you made appearances as a stunt performer? No. The funny no, that thing was a... I always, I always planned. Uh, for example, my dream, uh, and I told to Alex, this season we should do that, <laughs> or we have to do that. Uh, Utrecht should kill me in a fight scene, <laughs> or something like that. You know, with a nasty <laughs> uh, kill. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, to be honest, I'm so busy to do the show. And uh, when yeah. you are on set day by day, you have to, to do many, many things and you have to keep your eyes on many, many things uh, in the same time. So when you shoot one block, you have to prep the next block. And it simply just doesn't give me the time to, to, to step out from, from, from the role of the stunt coordinator and oh just God, do some fun. <laughs> As a coordinator then, what are some big moments then from the show that you've loved putting into or seeing maybe come from the page and like, how are we going to do this? And then what, what's, what are some of your favorite moments then? Oh, it's really hard to, please don't ask impossible things from me. <laughs> <laughs> I really love this I show and, and yeah. I cannot really pick up any of these uh, mm -hmm. moments from battles because it's, it's a great uh, uh, play ground for us. Uh, right. First of all, when you, when you sit down with the script, it's really, really. So I, I tell you a secret. <laughs> I love John Lund's music. Mm. Uh, oh my God. Nothing the music. I love it. Amazing. So when I got the script, I put the earplugs into my ear and I start to listen to the music. Awesome. Because that helps me to create visually, you know, that kind of word. And I can see actually a small movie in my head. The visions just come into my mind. And this is how I create uh, battle sequences or fights. Or, and I love this process because, uh, because sometimes uh, you can offer for the director or, or, or the producers some twists and turns, which is not in the script. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and they can put the writer and sometimes the writer accepts it. And you can, you know, put your input to the story also. There are story bits. I really proud of which is my story bit actually. Oh, uh, and uh, I will not tell you which one. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but right. uh, I love this uh, work also. And then uh, when you are there, you're on the set. They built beautiful sets for us. Oh yeah. You have all the great actors there and the great stunt guys, and you are just standing there like a conductor, you know, and just trying oh, to God. make this nice symphony together. 
it's it's an awesome job. So that's why I cannot tell you which is my favorite because I love all these right. what we put together. Yeah. And obviously with all the challenges because sometimes you have not enough time. The weather is right. so bad and da 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 da. You know, many things mm. can come in. But if you if you if you look at the big picture, it's so fun, you know, and it's so great yeah. to be a part of the process from the very beginning to the end. That's awesome. And, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really proud because uh, last year they bring me out to London to the editing room. Oh, cool. Uh, I was there to, to help uh, uh, to edit the last uh, uh, big battle at Winchester, for example. Yeah. Oh, nice. I put many, many, many ideas uh, into that uh, editing, for example, which I really uh, love. And I learned so That's much. Cool. So I'm, I'm really, I'm really grateful for the, for the directors and the producers because they teach me a lot uh, through this show. Oh, cool. I learned so much and they gave me lots of uh, opportunities. So for example, first I started as a stunt coordinator. Then they realized, right. oh my God, this guy is not so stupid. So, okay, he can be the action director. And, and you know, yeah. they just trust me and I put together all the fights, everything, the battles. That's so and cool. then they said, hmm, Okay, we need, uh, you know, we need a second unit. Uh, well, uh, maybe this guy can because I, I, I saw that, you know, he has pretty good ideas about angles, which lens we use, blah blah blah, these kind of things. So then I gave me the chance to to direct action and then splinter unit first, you know. Oh, so cool. And then second unit, action unit, and it was a a, a, a learning process for me, uh, and I'm really grateful for Carnival and and the producers. And it's not about the career. Uh, I, no. I, to be honest, <laughs> I'm not an ambitious person. Okay. Yeah. I just uh, I just love to create films. I think my passion is you know to make something really good stuff, and they just gave me the the chance to to be, you know, in the process. Awesome. I'm so grateful for them. I don't really know uh, if I get a, another chance like uh, The Last Kingdom oh, well, anymore. We, we hope you do because, I mean, one thing that has impressed us with, with The Last Kingdom since we started watching it is just how real all of the fight, fighting and battles and, and just how it came off the screen. It really felt like you were there and it felt extremely believable. But also epic. And also epic, and also epic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was that was my uh, my 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 aim or dream to make uh, fights and and battles which are realistic and you can really feel in yourself, you know, uh, and yes. you, can, you can be almost a part of it. I really respect, you know, the Marvel uh, world and Marvel universe. Respect them, but I don't really like that kind of uh, genre. I, okay. I much more like these kind of films, which. In Marvel world, I think the story serves the visuality. Mm, and right. okay. In this kind of films, like The Last Kingdom, uh, the visuality serves the story. And okay. this is what you have to know when you are coordinating or action directing a battle sequence or any kind of action. It has to yeah. serve the story. If you serve the story well, uh, you, you will give strong emotions and feelings for the people. And uh, that makes the film good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For me, it's much more important uh, this kind of journey than to make just ah, very spectacular action sequences because totally. it's nothing. So without emotion, without a story, without you know a character, a character's journey, it's nothing. It's right. nothing. First of all, I think this is why you feel 
you are in there because you go with you thread because you you go with the character and you have something to to you know uh, to be excited or or nervous oh my god he will die or 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 no and on the other hand i think we made you thread vulnerable especially at mm. the uh, uh, the beginning because uh, he was not that kind of confident warrior in the beginning or he was not that kind of you know hero uh, it was much easier to 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 be familiar with Uhtred because you can be Uhtred uh, or or you can be or you can be Uhtred. Uh, for I tell you an example. So there was, for example, in the script uh, a moment uh, in season one, I think uh, third or fourth episode, when he has a fight in a corridor in a in a fortress. So Guthrum right. just realized, oh, Uba comes and uh, they kill yes. uh, all the, the hostages. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and Uhtred jumps on the tree and falls off. Originally in the script, it was just Jutra jumps out and climbs down. And I said, I think it's much better if if he falls off or or the branch will crack and he falls down. Because that makes much more natural and more believable. And and, you know, character will be uh, more uh, human-like. You know, I think Jutra is is a boy from the uh, next door kind of a hero because uh, all his you know emotions is uh, he's a real human yeah sometimes yeah. he's bad sometimes he's good sometimes he's naughty yeah. and, and this is what we want to show in the fights and this is what we want to show you know uh, in the battle sequences also and and it's so funny you say that because steve and i have always said like from episode one we've kind of grown with utrid like yeah, he yeah. was not the perfect warrior or the, even the perfect person in the beginning. He made mistakes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's cool to hear you say that. And that's, that, that's what you were going for because you guys absolutely nailed that. Yeah. yeah. I think one of the big things, too, that we love about the show and how we're talking about the realistic action but still epic is the shield walls that go into oh the God. battles. Uh, what, how does that go in for you? How do you get a shield wall coming up? First of all, let's talk about the shields because that was a topic yes. <laughs> uh, uh, when when I read uh, you know conversations about and comments uh, about the Last Kingdom. That was a topic: uh, round shield or rectangular shields, and and they had no rectangular shields. Guys, you have to know uh, this is not a documentary film. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> this is a movie and uh, and a fiction. And of course, we all know from our researches there were no rectangular shields but uh, but somehow we have to show you know the right. difference especially in in season one difference between the vikings and the saxons and right. if you have run shields everywhere you cannot really read the difference between the two armies so i think it's very 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 important so please fans bear with me <laughs> uh, we all know you are right <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but we we had to cheat a little bit to show the audience uh, a really sharp uh, difference between uh, Vikings and and Saxons. Yeah, yeah. and it also made the Vikings formidable when we saw that shield wall. I mean, oh my yeah, god! And it was that like... was the other reason uh, because, to be honest, I think they never did three rows shield walls. Uh, when we did it, uh, it looks great. It's absolutely unuseful, you know, uh, how ineffective. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because it's really hard to move, and in a battle, I think you have to be very dynamic and movable and we just realized you know when we put together the the three rows oh my god it's really hard 
to to move forward or backward. Wow. Uh, and uh, they just run around and they they kill all the guys from the back. But on the <laughs> other hand, it was also very very important to do something very different uh, from the Saxons. So uh, we did this kind of one first round, second, and the third, and even sometimes the top line uh, to show a very uh, principled, you know, uh, disciplined uh, army against uh, the Saxons. Yeah. The Saxons has not that kind of disciplined strategy. So we wanted to show a very, very different world. Right. And then, of course, through the seasons, the Saxons learn lots of things from the Vikings. Actually, Utrecht teaches them, you know, to use the shield wall. And, right. and they started to use uh, their, the Viking techniques against the Vikings. And I think it made, you know, some kind of development uh, mm. in the show also. We totally followed totally. this process and we started to build it up, you know, almost like I think in history it happened because when you see something uh, with a different technique, with different weapon, if you feel that's good, you, you will take it and, and build it, you know, into your world. Yeah. That happened that age also. And then at one point, we, we, uh, we started not to use the shield walls because we didn't want to be repetitive, you know, always do the same, yeah. but shield wall, shield wall, push, 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 kill, 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 kill. It's really, you know, exciting and interesting uh, two, three, four times. But uh, if you do all time for five seasons, it's going to be just boring. You know, we started to bring our battles into into uh dense places like a forest for example in season right uh, four season three three sorry and sorry in three, three, yeah. three add, yeah, yeah into a forest or uh season four uh into uh, into the town because these uh places make uh, makes uh, the battle very intense and and dense it's a it's a different uh, kind of uh, fight also we are always trying to to figure out something new and something interesting for the audience. We don't want to just, you know, do the same again. Yeah. And we felt that that battle at Winchester definitely had a very unique feel because I don't think we've ever seen like an army charge, lay siege to a castle while throwing the smoke with the bags and using that for cover. Yeah, that was very so that cool. Was a cool. That was a really cool twist you guys it was, did there. It was uh, Ed Baselgate's idea. Okay. Director of F. Uh, nine and ten season four he is a genius also and uh, yeah. he had lots of great ideas about that battle uh, i have to confess <laughs> he did a really great job on that uh, battle and because when we read uh, the script first we were uh, uh, not really impressed to be honest because you know it was like oh there will be a, a, a siege or or a battle but uh, there were no details so when you read a script or, or, or you just open a script, you, you are waiting for something, wow, something very spectacular. Yeah. But on the other hand, uh, sometimes it's better if there are not too many details because uh, you can let your creative mind start working, you know, and, and, and yeah. to create uh, a whole battle sequence, which is not really in the script, but you can read it out, you know. And if the producers like the idea, they will go with it. At the end, you will see a great uh, siege like uh, like Siege of Winchester. So yeah. Ed, Ed's idea was to use the smoke. And, and under the smoke, the Vikings start to go and, uh, and, uh, and, and, and run out of the walls. And that gives the chance for the battering ram yeah. To, yeah. to break through the door. And so when you film a battle sequence, mm -hmm. uh, it always looks much better with smoke. So okay. whenever, whenever we, whenever 
but it's not just about T. Okay, it's all about the butlers. Just watch, watch the butlers everywhere in every show. You will totally see agree. Smoke. Because uh, when you have smoke, sometimes it helps you to to hide the fact you have not enough people. Okay. And uh, you know if 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 you have a big field, for example, or if you have a, a, a big open space, uh, and if you have two hundred stunt guys and and action extras, uh, which sounds huge but yeah. in a big open space it's nothing so if you have smoke you can hide the fact you have not enough people that's a good trick right. also visually it looks much much better when you have a nice soft uh, background like a smoke and sometimes yeah, yeah. it really helps with the lights for example uh, we shoot uh, the winchester's siege in summertime the sun when hits you know the set makes everything so flat it looks really oh, okay. bad on camera if you have oh. smoke, especially black smoke or uh, uh, gray smoke, uh, it makes everything much, much nicer on camera. Oh, cool. So, you know, there are lots of thoughts behind only one thing. Why we, and how can we have smoke? Oh yeah, yeah. Let's, let's make sex and they will throw it. And da, da, da. so this is how, you know, not just the story, but, but the visual world develops. Oh, interesting, interesting. Yeah. That's cool. How, That's how was really it cool. filming that day with all the smoke and everything going on? uh smelly smelly <laughs> you have people coughing all over the place or something or <laughs> no worry it's it's very healthy smoke as oh. i as i understood from the sfx guys <laughs> <laughs> should be <Good> fine <laughs> yeah. so speaking of season four as well we also saw maybe one of the most upscale battles we'd seen yet at um tetan hall and talking about a big stunt with the trench there. Could we could you talk about that a little bit about how you guys kind of planned and, and executed that? Actually, it was the same idea to to make a very intense space. So if you have a trench and people will fall into the trench, that makes a very dense mm -hmm. and very intense uh, battle set for you. Right. And uh, if you put horses in there, if you put, you know, the fighters and as they come out from the trench, that gives us lots of great chance to make a really spectacular stunts and, and, and exciting sword fight. So I think it was a really great idea from the producers to, to use the trench as a, yeah. as a, as a trap for uh, Knut's army. When you have a, a basic idea, it's very easy to just let the idea speak to you, you know, and mm -hmm. it's very easy. Okay, horses will run towards the channel. Okay, let's let's cover it. And the horses will fall into it. Levy, how can you do that? Because that's my nickname, sorry. Levantin Levy. Levy, how can we do that? Mm, we have a mechanical horse. Yeah, okay, let's use the mechanical horse. And then, of course, we have uh, real falling horses. We can make some nice horse falls and, uh, you know, with CGI, they can put them in. And right. at the end, <laughs> actually, to be honest, I was so amazed when I went out to London and uh, Blue Bolt uh, just invited me to... To their showroom to show the big battle first time i was like oh my god we did it yeah <laughs> put, you know all the cg elements there and it was so fantastic so i almost couldn't believe you know what we done <laughs> oh my god it looked convincing i mean it was so crazy when i first saw the behind the scenes and they were they were throwing those like the big fake horses like how you mentioned into the yeah, trench yeah, yeah, the mechanical horse, i was yeah. like oh wow that was crazy how they did that yeah yeah, yeah. Now, obviously, as a stunt coordinator, you have a big responsibility to keep the actors safe, right? Um, where do you, like, draw the line where you use an actor versus a stunt performer? 
I know that's probably a, you know, it depends question. It's really, it's really, really hard. Maybe this is the, the, the toughest or hardest part of my job because okay. I know these guys from, you know, from, from ages. So I know uh, over the years, they became better and better and better fighters, for example, sure. better and better riders, for example. So I know I have, I have to give them more and more and more. But yeah, as you said, so where is the borderline? Where is the limit where I have to say, no, you cannot do that. On the other hand, they are physically really in a good shape. So I right. mean, Arnas, Mark, Alex, you and all the guys, you know, the, the merry men of Utrecht, they all really good uh, fighters and martial artists. So they became, and, and they do exercises day by day. So Arnas has much bigger arms like, like I have. <laughs> it's really hard to tell them, please don't do that uh, and, and let the stun guy work because, uh, because I know he can do that. But it's also the responsibility on me because if they get hurt, uh, we have to stop shooting. That makes lots of problems uh, with the schedule and everything. So, yeah, I think I think I'm the most nervous person on set sometimes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, especially when they have to do some risky thing. Sometimes we are just you know dancing on the edge, uh, and I really hope right. so. We won't fall off. <laughs> Who feels like the most natural as far as going into the stunts for you out of the the acting cast? Uh, I don't want to pick any any of these guys because they are really good uh, and yeah. they are so different. For example, Mark Mark uh, has a very unique style in fight, and we okay. encourage him to put more and more and more uh, acting in it and more and more ideas because he has really great ideas. Yeah, he figured out this uh, small horn. I don't know if you remember this. Uh, he he uses a small uh, I don't know what kind of animal's horn between his fingers and yeah. a boxer ah. and that was his idea to use that and so so cool i like like his ideas and and he's more more like a, a guy Ritchie or tarantino kind yeah. of a, a warrior you know cool uh, so he he has that kind of style arnas is really clever and very acrobatic for example and he he, he made lots of achievement in riding for example now he can do canter for example so Oh. When, when we have a riding sequence, uh, he can canter with the horse with Alex because Alex is a pretty good rider also. Yeah. I mean, he's the best and, and it's really uh, great to work with him, uh, with horses also. And oh. Alex, so I think I, I cannot talk just with the highest, highest, highest respect for him. Okay. Uh, he's so disciplined. Uh, he trains a lot and he's so focused and he, he really knows what he wants. I think we are really in the same wave, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. I know how he thinks and how he wants to move. He has really great and cool ideas when we have a fight. Sometimes, you know, he corrects us if story-wise uh, it's, or, or, or it doesn't really fit to the character, a move or something, uh, a fight beat or story, a story beat. Actually, when we do the, the choreography, uh, he's absolutely a major part of it, you know? So yeah, I, bet, I, yeah. I just want to mention one uh, other guy called Tomasz Kotrich. Uh, oh, yeah. Toma. He is a great guy. Uh, he's my right hand and he's the fight master of the show from season four. Before I did all the fights and everything and horses and everything. And it was really crazy and hard for me because, you know, I had to look after everything. Right. It's almost impossible uh, in a show like The Last Kingdom. 
First, I, uh, I had Toma as a fight master, and I have to mention my wife, Kitty, because she became my horse master. So oh, they covered man. the horses and fights, and they did a brilliant job for me. That's awesome. And I, I, I totally, you know, uh, trust them. They helped me a lot. So, yeah. so when we have a great fight, uh, it's not just me, uh, but it's mostly Toma and, and the guys who, who makes, you know, uh, this life. Yeah. 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 Quite and, the team uh, you've got. It's a great team. Wow. Well, you know, uh, you cannot, you, uh, it's a team teamwork uh, and uh, yeah. you cannot do by yourself. It's, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. You have to understand sometimes you are just a supervisor. Uh, you just watch the fight, uh, you know, they create a fight and, and I come and I watch it and, uh, you know, I, I will start to think about, okay, uh, how is it with the story? It's fine. Let's change this one, that one. Sometimes they hate me because <laughs> I step in and I, I, I saying them, okay, we have to change that, 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 that bit. Yeah. Uh, because of the story and, uh, you know, it cannot happen like that. And But now it's 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 really like a teamwork and uh, yeah. it, it doesn't work uh, uh you know, on any other way. Besides the battles, one of the other things I really love as far as the action end of things are the duels that are in the show. Probably my favorite one is Ubba versus Uhtred from season one. Uh, I think that's the craziest one. How did did that fight go down? Uh, Well, uh, that was mine. So, I mean, uh, I had no fight master. So, before the first season, when I got the job, uh, I made lots of researches. how they use their weapons, the shields, and, and how they fought, you know, uh, that time. <laughs> For example, I was very surprised, really surprised when I when I first got a shield, a Viking shield into my hand, because I thought, oh my God, what a stupid shield, because there is only one, one grabber uh, in the middle. And you okay. know, uh, in a period film, when I used the shield, there was a grabber and there was, you know, a strap and you just put the whole arm and you could parry and block with the shield and yeah. use the axe or the sword. And I thought, what a stupid, you know, tool. <laughs> it cannot be like that. Maybe, you know, the props guys did something wrong. <laughs> and then I, then I made my researches and I, and I found out, well, uh, it's a really, really, really clever because I thought, you know, the Vikings, they were the best fighters uh, their age. They yeah. cannot be so right. dumb, you know, to use a stupid weapon. <laughs> it has to be a reason behind it. And right. I made lots of, I watched lots of videos, you know, reenactment people. I talked to reenactment people. I read books. I just found out it's a very smart uh, weapon because as uh, with this grabber, you can use as a, as a, as a weapon, ah, attack and to right. hit and to block with right. the edge. But also you can use the, you know, the, this part uh, for blocking. Mm, so, right. and it gave us lots of new elements uh, in the fight. So if you, if you watch the other fight, you will see how they use uh, the shields against shield, and 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 you with a hit you turn uh, the shield out. That gives you a chance to to make a stab, and then so oh, so cool. So so first of all, when I did that fight, that was the uh, the first thing what I had to you know figure out how we can use the shield and the weapons, and the secondly, I had to find out a smart way to kill Abba, and I found out this. Right. Had the leg, the Achilles, you know. Oh, yeah. It, I think that was very nasty at the end. It was, that's the, the most guys, memorable yeah. kill. Hands yeah. down. Oh, my God. I kind of, to be honest, I always close my eyes when. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> when I get to that part. Yeah, because I cannot oh watch when. 
and and he falls out. Oh yeah, but God. this is how we really wanted to, you know, <laughs> to make this yeah. story, and uh, we wanted to be really uh, a, a memorable one. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah, and of course, you know, HFX and and VFX have helped us lots uh, because uh, we figured out okay, uh, Abba has to 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 break the shield, and then Utrecht has to use. Uh, a splinter as a weapon uh, from a shield, and then grab the uh, the sword and cut Abba's leg and falls and, wow. and, and kills him. So, yeah, uh. that's got to be so much fun. Just like coming up with these things and putting them into action. That is awesome. That's yeah, so it awesome. is. To be honest, uh, we love it. And sometimes my 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 wife used to say, "Oh my God!" Sometimes I I'm really scared about you because because uh, you make you know you can talk about things like oh. Tomorrow we will stick someone's head to the ground with a spear, <laughs> or, or or we will shoot an arrow to the hand. And oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> because that if you amazing. want to do something very different and you want to emotionally get the audience, you have to give something which really unusual. Uh, yeah, totally. Unusual. Yeah, and to figure out all these things, yeah, I I admit sometimes you have to uh, have a, a really nasty mind. <laughs> <laughs> a good guy, no worry. <laughs> oh, we know that, yeah. So Steve and I are both physical therapists, so we work with people who are injured a lot. So we're just kind of curious in your oh, career. Please visit me. <laughs> so please visit me. Yes, yes. Well, that's why I wanted to ask. I can do you a very, very tired, a really tired stunt body <laughs> yep. to recreate. Or... <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, like, in your career, yeah. and, and feel free if you don't want to share this, but have you ever had any interesting injuries from stunts or anything? Anything like that? Interesting. It's really, really nice word to, to tell uh, a very painful. <laughs> painful, <laughs> Describe yeah. a very painful thing. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about your pain. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, of course, <laughs> you, cannot save, you cannot save yourself, you know, in this uh, world without any pain or any uh, injuries. I broke my... Right right femur for example uh, at the top Oof. of my career uh, i had to do uh, a horse stunt uh, in an open theater in austria okay I had to fall off the uh, the galloping horse and my uh, leg is attached to the stirrup and the horse uh, drags you Oof. so that was the stunt drag with stirrup i did it many many times and once uh, uh, i missed it <laughs> i i landed uh, uh, you know, in a wrong position, it took revenge on me immediately. So I broke my my right femur into pieces. So it's almost like wow. a Lego. You know, they just put together. I was really lucky because that happened in Austria, and they have lots of injuries like this because of the skiing. You know. Uh, oh okay. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, ah. I, and and I had a doctor who, who who was really well trained in injuries like that. So when I came back to Hungary, they told me. The doctor was super great because uh, mm -hmm. in this kind of uh, injuries, the result used to be the length of your leg is shortens. So uh, even right. you, you can be, you know, three or four, five centimeters shorter leg after this Lego process. Mm. <laughs> so actually, this guy saved my career because, you know, I, I couldn't do something wow. if, 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 he, if he doesn't do a good job on my leg. And, Absolutely. And I broke my, so you can see my, my finger at once uh, instead, instead of uh, Christopher Lambert, 
<laughs> I was stand up for Christopher Lambert once and I, I did the whole film with broken uh, finger <laughs> afterwards. Okay. I had to fall off a horse, uh, do a high fall, roll down uh, on the staircase, <laughs> these kind of things. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. You know, I didn't want to lose my job. So I just. <clears throat> you pushed through it. You pushed through it. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And you know, in Hungary, that, yeah. in those times when I started my career, the world was very, very different. All the stunts were much more unplugged, like today. So today we use wirework, safety lines, uh, many, 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 many safety things. In the early 90s, you just, you know, you went there, hmm, can I do this? Hmm, can you jump, jump over to that building? Hmm, yeah, maybe, I hope so. <laughs> and then, okay, let's roll the cameras and let's do the jump and boom. And you did it really, you know, Oh, uh, real, God. but uh, it was a good fun. <laughs> but now you have safety. Sometimes it's much more difficult and even sometimes uh, much more dangerous, you know, because you, you have all the wires and it's re really just dis distracts you. <laughs> ah, just get rid of them. And uh, <laughs> that's crazy. Now, so in your career, are there any particular stunts that were like the most challenging or the most dangerous that you can think of? Oh. Not just from Last Kingdom, but... You know, I, uh, I'm very lucky because when I started my career, there were not too many stunt guys in Hungary. So okay. we, we all had to do all kinds of stunts. So I did car stunts, you know, turnover with car. Wow. And, uh, and uh, I did lots of uh, horse uh, stunts and uh, fall of the horse, horse fall, uh, trick riding. Uh, I did lots of uh, body burns, uh, explosions. You know, modern age films, ta 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 boom, kind of films. Wow. Lots of uh, period films, fencing. Now uh, the stunt guys are more, you know, specialized uh, to this or that. But I'm really lucky because I I was able to taste, you know, every aspect of this work. Oh, sweet. And I think I I mostly love the horses because uh, because these creatures gave me so much. I told you they showed me the way of life they and still they are teaching me day by day how to live in oh, peace cool. with yourself and how oh, to, awesome. to to live in balance that's awesome and so do you get when you do these stunts do you get these adrenaline rushes or is there any fear leading up to them when when you've done them mm -hmm. in the past or I think uh, I think uh, if if someone says uh, uh, I don't feel any fear uh, is a liar. It's more how how you can get over your fears, how how you can control your mind, uh, how you can be so disciplined to do a stunt. Yeah, I'm telling you with you know, full my uh, honest heart. I'm not an adrenaline fan. I hate. Gotcha. <laughs> I hate uh, danger to do dangerous things in my civil life. <laughs> you picked the I'm right really, profession. I'm, really, <laughs> I'm a really calm guy. So if if you pay me a, if you, if you pay me an adjustment, I do the craziest things for you. But if you yeah. ask me to to go for a roller coaster, <laughs> maybe I won't. <laughs> wow jump off Amazing. a building sure roller coaster no no <laughs> <laughs> can't do it for example I, I really fear of uh, needles so if, if someone oh. wants to take blood or something i just whoa. <laughs> wow okay yeah 
Interesting. I'm just, a, I'm just a normal guy. Like yeah, you. absolutely, absolutely. And I think it's it's all about morality. So, because for me, it's more like a, a mind training to be a stunt person. Oh, because I bet. Sometimes you have to stay places where no one else stays. Yeah, of course, I enjoy the moment when you know all the cameras on you and and all the eyes on you and and you know you do something really great stuff. Uh, I don't want to lie to you. You know, yeah. everyone loves this feeling or, or moments of his career when, when you do a, a very risky thing and everyone thinks, oh my God, I won't be the guy up there or I won't be the guy, you know, in a, in a fire suit. This is not the main thing. The main thing is uh, how you can control your mind, how you can control your body and how you can deliver the action. And what I, what I really learned from my career, your body is much more smarter than you think. And much mm. more cleverer than you think. Sometimes, when I watch back the monitor and I watch back the footage, I did. I I, I was watching the guy doing the stunt. And I, I said to myself, "Oh my God, it was me. Am I am I as oh, good man. or am I as clever?" Yeah. <laughs> because if you if you let your body work, for example, in a high fall, in a high fall, you cannot really, you know, uh, think through every moment of your fall. Okay, now. I will step like this and then I will uh, fly like that. Then I will do the turn and the exact line. No, everything wow. comes from instinct. And if you just swipe out your mind and empty it and let your body work, everything will be fine. Cool. And I think this uh, experience was really important uh, in my life and in my career. So it's like martial art or, you know, you have to, to go with the flow. Uh, with the natural law, with your instincts, and everything will be fine. Wow, that's awesome. What's your training like now? To, do you still try and keep in shape to do stunts and, and that sort of thing? Ooh. Well, that's the most challenging part of my life because uh, when, I, when I'm filming, it's really hard to do any kind of physical training because uh, right. you have to be on set uh, 12 hours a day and you have to do you know the paperwork and so it's almost like a 24 hours uh, job. Mm. But uh, I have a small gym at home and Alex uh, gave me a really great uh, exercise tool called the Bulgarian bag. So I used to oh. use exercises with this tool. I use mostly, you know, uh, uh, how, how do you call when, when you use your own weight? Uh, oh, training. body weight exercise. Body weight, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you know, I'm not- Like not CrossFit? Yeah, it's something like that, yeah. 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 And I. Uh, with Tommy, we used to do Thai boxing, for example. Yeah. I really love martial arts. I did Wing Chun Kung Fu for a, you know, for a long time, uh, uh, Shaolin and Karate. And, and now we are doing Thai boxing, which is a really uh, uh, you know, tough uh, uh, oh, so martial cool. art. I love it. We have, our trainer is, uh, is a little girl, uh, almost half of my size, but he beats us with Toma <laughs> uh, very easily. So. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. And so speaking of training too, um, real quick, I've watched your videos with these horses and the connection that you have with the horses to me, like, is just unbelievable. Could you just speak a little bit to how you do train the horses, um, and develop that connection with them? It's called natural horsemanship. So, uh, I think if you just go to the internet, you will find tons of videos like that. Uh, but the funny thing is when I, when I started it in Hungary, there were no uh, any kind of trainings or any kind of masters 
yeah. teach this kind of relationship between the horse and you. I had a great master uh, uh, when I when I when I got to the stunt work, uh, the stunt job. I had a great uh, riding master, uh, an older stunt guy, and he he teach me a lot classical riding. Cool. And then he he went to abroad. I stayed alone, and I was not ready. Which means uh, I I started to use uh, many kind of tools uh, because I I just felt uh, the knowledge just just pours out from my uh, you know hand like uh, uh, soft sand, and I cannot keep it wow. anymore. And maybe you know this feeling if you work with horses when when you have the feeling with the horse and the horse is collected and 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 works in a fantastic manner uh, under your seat, it, it gives you a very special feeling. But yeah. uh, when you start to lose this feeling because you are not ready and you are not able to keep it, you start to, to, to use tools, instruments, you know, how maybe with this kind of uh, bit uh, harsher one, I can control the horse more, or I can use, uh, you know, side uh, ropes, or I don't know how to, to call these, you yeah. know, this kind of yeah. lateral tools. In riding the reins, yeah, reins, yeah, 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 and and these guys. So at the end, my horse was like a ham, which you know, there's the the the, the ham which is tied around, wrapped around. Uh, he was like this, <laughs> and I just felt the connection went really far away. I started to be very cruel, to be honest, with my horses. You know, I punished them without any because of my weakness, actually, and because. I had no knowledge. So I remember once I, I was on my horse, I whipped him really hard and my horse just stopped and didn't move. Wow. And put down his head and, and he said, okay, it's enough. Wow. And I just stopped with the whipping and I just realized what kind of guy I, I became, you know, mm. what, what, what a bad man, what a bad guy I am. And what's happened with me? This is not me. This is not me. And I started to cry and I drop the whip and I take off the, the bridle and the halter and the saddle. And I said, okay, let's start from the very, very beginning. So there is a space, there is a horse, there is a man. And what's happening between these two animals? And I did lots of very, very funny things with my horses. I, you know, I, I just tried to build up some kind of connection between, because I thought, okay, you know, there is a herd, uh, they have they have some kind of connection. And yeah, I, you know, I, I heard stories about the whisperers uh, of America uh, and and they, they, you know, they turned away the horse and the horse will come to them. So I, I just, you know, I, I, the horse was in the other uh, corner of the, uh, of the riding uh, arena yeah. and I was there and the, the horse was like this very suspicious and I just turned away and I just oh. you know peed back and the horse was like oh my god what are you doing and <laughs> oh yeah but it doesn't work okay let's let's figure out how can we <laughs> so I did lots of very funny things oh, wow. but then I just uh, started to watch the horses what they do to each other uh, in the herd and uh, how they build up you know uh, the 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 social uh, network or the the dominance and how how one became the alpha and uh, I just figured out okay I have to to start to 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 move the horse if I am able to move the horse 
I will be able to motivate. And if wow. I motivate, uh, that will, you know, and, and, and slowly and slowly the horses started to show me what to do. Actually, wow. my oldest horse, Skeeter, uh, that's his name. Oh. So I learned many, many things. And I was so proud because my horse came to me, you know, started to follow me and everyone just watched it. Oh my God, uh, what's this stupid guy is doing with his horse? He's running with, with the horse and, and the horse is just, you know, without any leading rope, follows and, and I was so proud. And uh, I thought I found out something very, very new. And then I just realized, oh my God, no, <laughs> there is a whole word, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> On the Amazing. other side of the, of the of the word uh, and it just opened so and and, I, and then i learned a lot from you know great masters like monty roberts or pat perelli or whew, there are oh. lots of many many more guys and that's how i i built up my own word uh, with the horses wow amazing and it that's... helps me a lot it helps me a lot in the stunt work because if you work uh, with your horses like this it's much easier to control them on set because they really watch your body language and right. uh, if the actor is in trouble, you can stop the horse or you can ask the horse to come to you or towards the camera, stop again, turn away. So you can do many, many things with your horse without any kind of, you know, uh, wow. safe line or rope or just with your body language. Mm. And I'm just telling you, uh, Alex is really great in this one also, because okay. uh, uh, before the first season, uh, we had a boot camp and he... He came to, to our place. I really wanted to, to give him a much more deeper relationship uh, with the horse than just the normal, you know. I didn't want just to put him on a horse and, okay, let's walk, let's trot, let's canter, job done, okay. But I really wanted to be him Utrecht. And I think in that age, they had a very deep uh, relationship with wow. the animals, uh, especially with the horses, you know. I wanted to give this kind of confidence to Alex and he has it and he it's practiced awesome. this kind of natural horsemanship. Uh, so the join up and everything. Oh, and, cool. he, and he rode bareback, uh, my horse and he rode uh, wow. without, you know, saddle and, 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 and bridle my horse. Oh my God, don't tell the producer, by the way. <laughs> no, you can leave it in. But he did all kinds of trainings like that. And he's really good with horses. That's awesome. This is why I like uh, uh, Alex so much because he's very deeply interested in. He doesn't want to just scratch the surface, but he really wants to dive, you know, in awesome. into the thing. So when he he does things like this, he always wants to go down. So yeah. for example, before uh, season four, he came to my place for two weeks just to learn riding again, and wow. I gave him three horses day by day, uh, and we, you know, just. Uh, enjoyed riding together, but he did lots of uh, sitting and posture trainings, you know, on, on, on the lounge. And then we went out to the field. Then he had a stunt training with my stunt guys on horseback. And wow. yeah, and we have, you know, great lunch after that and chit chat cool. about the life. So I really enjoyed this kind That's of awesome. training with him. Now we, we've heard stories about a horse named Joker. Is that your horse? No, he's not mine. Oh, okay. He's, he's, a horse. he's, a, he's the patchy horse. Oh, yep, he's I was telling us horse. about him. You know, in Hungary, we have, so we are different a little bit uh, than the English or the American horse masters because, because they have much more uh, money. You know, they have oh, okay. much, much more horses. It means when there is a horse master, you know, in, in England or 
in America, they have 20, 40, 50 horses in a stable and carriages and many, many riding gear, you know, from all ages. Uh, in Hungary, the, the business is much, much smaller and the okay. money also. Of course, I'm trying to, to develop my stand base, my stables, but, but I only have, you know, uh, six or seven horses for riding for actors and for stunts at the moment, which is not enough for such a show like uh, The Last Kingdom. So uh, I have lots of great riders, you know, in Hungary, stunt guys, and they have really well-trained horses. We work together as a team, so I used to call them and we have boot camps. Uh, with, uh, sometimes we have 70 horses here. Wow. Uh, and we, we did really great trainings. So, and the owner of Joker is one of these stunt guys. And Joker is a, is a really funny horse, best horse. Yeah. Because yep. he is a funny character and we wanted to give him some very, you know, unique horse oh, cool. uh, in the show. And then Harry also was telling us about how I think he was one of the only actors who kept his horse, right? From season one to three he kept the same horse because yeah. in right and he said he still writes to the horse he was telling he still us. writs to the horse <laughs> we are talking about harry mcintyre yeah yes yes yes, yes. yeah oh i love that guy i think he's a great yeah. actor and he's a really sweet guy and he he fell in love actually with that horse called Moti, <laughs> matthias yeah. matthias yeah <laughs> yes yeah and and he used to bring carrots for the horse and and i think because he was in a in a very good relation with that horse, I just let him, you know, to ride that horse through uh, the three seasons. Because for and me, it worked in the story too. Because he like was one of the ones who like didn't go away from Winchester. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes because of the story, we had to change the horses. Right, yeah. right. That's why Utrecht had you know uh, different uh, types of horses. But if I can do that, I'm trying to keep the same horse because. Because for an actor, the most important thing is to trust in the horse. And, uh, and if they have a relationship, they will be confident and comfortable. And they yeah. can really concentrate on their character and, you know, lines and everything. It's so yeah. difficult, you know, in the costume and the set, lots of people keep in mind my character, where it goes, what's going to happen, my lines. And if he's nervous about his horse, you know... Uh, it can ruin the whole uh, scene. So for me, the most important to give them the confidence. Awesome, awesome. So we know that you're, you guys are still filming season five right now going on. Without any spoilers or anything going on, though, uh, we, we also hear, though, that this is going to be the last season. How do you feel about the show ending here now? Said. <laughs> yeah. Me too. I prayed, I, prayed, I prayed for a sixth one also, no worry. <laughs> Every story needs a good end. That's and true. I think uh, we have to give the audience a great end at the end. Because I think maybe if we make a six, seven, eight, some slowly it starts to tire, yeah. tire, tire, tire out or... No, I don't think it would. I, don't, I think it. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I, I think it would just get better. I'm... <laughs> well, if, if it depends on me, I definitely <laughs> want. But right, uh, right. but but you should bring this uh, question up to the producers more than me. Oh, we're going no, to. Course, we're going course. to. Um... <laughs> so, so as I said, I will be so sad and very touched and emotional and i will cry at the wrap party i'm sure uh, yeah, I mean... <laughs> uh, because uh, as i told you 
uh, I spent seven years with uh, the Last Kingdom uh, mm -hmm. in my life. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's you know it's a huge uh, part of my life, and it's a very awesome. important part of my life. So I think all these friendships we have with the actors will stay for a lifetime. It, it's a very oh, strong awesome. bondage between us. I'd imagine. I mean, you guys all. A lot of them aren't from, you know, Hungary and Budapest. And so they're, they're there for very long periods of time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know? And, you know, we used to uh, hang out also or, or go out together uh, for cool. a dinner or I'm not a party guy. Uh, yeah. Alex is not a party guy, for example. Right. We, we, we much more like a, a fine dining restaurant and sit down and, and to talk about the, the, you know, the great things of life and, and the <laughs> cool. philosophy and, uh, and things like that. So, but uh, I think all these, you know, friendships will survive and, and keep. Cool. Good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. Oh, so one thing we like to ask our guest, Levente, do you have any other specific goals moving forward in your career? Uh, it's really hard because, you know, I'm a Hungarian guy. Yeah. which means uh, I really feel the limits. I think it's, it's uh, almost a unique chance for me to be uh, the action director and, uh, and the second unit director and the stunt coordinator of The Last Kingdom because I was able to prove my abilities, hopefully, and they gave me the chance. And I don't know what's the next step. I yeah. love creating great action sequences. I love creating battles. I love... I love creating films and I don't know if, if I have a chance, uh, you know, uh, in the next project to pick it up where I finish Last Kingdom. Yeah. So I really hope so. And obviously I will try to do my best because yeah. I think this is the way for me to go forward. And maybe at once I'd like to direct because I really love not just the action sequences, but, uh, but you know, all the other stuff. Uh, and I'm, I'm always watching the directors, how they do the staging, I watch the DOPs, what kind of lenses they use, how the camera wow. moves, what kind of gear uh, they use, you know, uh, how they work up the whole scene, how they break it down. And it's so interesting and very, very uh, challenging, maybe to move forward in a way to direct a film. Well, yeah. John Wick, John Wick, a big movie now that has been, it started out directed by guys who were originally stunt performers for Keanu Reeves, right? And that's one of my favorite franchises now, is that John Wick. Yeah, and he is a genius. He worked with uh, Jackie Chan. He was in the Jackie Chan team first. Wow. I used to watch uh, interviews and videos with, with him. Uh, I, I don't know personally him, he was in Hungary, but unfortunately or unluckily, I was not able to work with him. Mm. He's a genius also. So I'm, al I'm always trying to, to learn from these guys like him. To make films, it's a lifetime learning process. Sure. To, to do it better and better and better and better. And if you are not open uh, to new things and, uh, and you are not open to learn day by day, you are a dead person. <laughs> and you won't be able to, to good you know, you won't be able to make good films. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, but if, but if I, used you... to, I also used to write, I tell you a secret, I used to write, uh, I have a, a small, I just wrote the, the second part of it and I'm trying to write scripts. Cool. Uh, I will see how it, how, where, where it goes because uh, I have lots of film ideas and maybe it's going to be disappointing for you, but 
these are not action movies. <laughs> hey. uh, it's it's uh, I have a I have a comedy in my mind, and uh, I have oh, yeah? I have some period Hungarian stories in my mind. Uh, so, Very cool. Yeah. So maybe I will I will do more writing, for example. When you do stunts, 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 and coordinating, coordinating, I think there is a point when you say, okay, you do everything. Uh, what's the challenge in it? You can do yeah. bigger, you know, explosion, bigger firework, bigger car chase, bigger, but hmm, it's it's not that challenging anymore. The new yeah. challenge is okay. Let's try to put together the whole sequence. Okay, be an action director. Okay, to to do a whole battle sequence, you know, when when for a day you are responsible for 400 guys, you know, crew and cast and stunts and extras. Okay, so what's the next one? So uh, obviously, if I can uh, write a good script and I can find someone who can see something in it, uh, maybe that would be the greatest uh, gift of my life. If I can make a movie, you know, in one as a writer and director or just as a writer, you will see. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, I hope to see. I hope to see. Yeah, I'm sure that'd be awesome. And I kind of have a fun question here that I've asked a couple of the actors who have come on. Now, you know the weapons so well from the history, right? If you had to go back in time and be a warrior back then, I'm just curious, what weapon would you choose to be your main weapon? Well, From uh, like the Last Kingdom period. Well, my first uh, answer is uh, it's easy because I'm Hungarian. <laughs> I would like to use my ancestors' weaponry, so which means the curved sword, the, the sable. Cool. And the curved bow, you know, uh, the oriental cool. bow. I love the archery, especially okay. horseback, horseback archery. I would use those kind of weapons. If if I would choose which, I would love to be light cavalry, for example. Okay. Uh, in that age, to use a, a spear, a sable, and a bow. Very cool. Or you know, later later I would be a hussar, for example. You know the hussars? Uh, they were the Hungarian light cavalry. Okay. And they beat all Europe <laughs> in oh. the 18th and 19th century. Yeah, Sweet. they were so fast with their horses. It's a, it's a living uh, heritage in Hungary. So we have reenactment people who uh, keep this tradition alive. That's awesome. And it sounds like you really embody the Hungarian history and, and like you, the story you told earlier about the, the son on the horse is is really really moving. I'm really proud of my heritage. And I respect my, you know, respect uh, all the other uh, nations' heritages. I think this is totally. how the things work uh, healthy, you know. Totally. Uh, I really love, you know, uh, researching about how they use the weapons uh, in the ninth century in England or in, uh, in, in the northern Europe or, or later, you know, the, the light uh, rapier daggers and this kind of stuff. So I like fencing so much. Uh, I, really, okay. I love martial arts and I think the European martial arts is pretty much hidden by, you know, we, we, when we think about martial arts, we always think about China and Japan <laughs> and, and right. the, you know, uh, the Chinese martial arts. But the European tradition is so deep and so, so uh, colorful. Uh, there were really great fencing masters like uh, Lichtenauer and Dürer and many, many more. And uh, now online, you can find everything from that age. So awesome. it's like a, a, it's a treasury for me, you know, just uh, Google and YouTube and, yeah. and uh, well, these kind of videos and, and books, because I can 
take many, many, many good ideas for fights well, uh, from this world. And Rune Tempte taught us about uh, the martial art Glima too, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is, we've, we thought that was awesome. So we'll definitely do some research into European martial arts after this talk for sure. Let's do it. <laughs> yes, yes. Awesome. You will, you will find it's really, really, really interesting. Cool, cool. Been, this it's has been, been awesome. awesome. Yeah, awesome. thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Levente, is there anything you'd like to say to the fans as we wrap up here? <laughs> I think I think you will enjoy uh, season five. Cool. Obviously, I will not spoil it, but I promise we will do our best. Awesome. <laughs> and it's going to be a really great firework uh, at the end. Ooh, I, oh, great. As, I read, as I read the script, uh, I started to cry uh, at oh, the very no. end. So it's so emotional, and I promise you will be very, very, very touched by the end also. <laughs> oh, all right. I'm sure we will ready. be. We're not ready. We're not yeah. ready for this. I mean, the uh, show means so much to us, too. Um, so thank you. Thank you for all the hard work you put into it, Levente. We, we the fans, really appreciate, you know, all that, that work, because we know it's a lot. We thank you so much, and Destiny is all. <laughs> yes. destiny is all <laughs> everybody check down the links below to check out Levente Lejac's work and, and check out his horse riding videos because they are insane those will also be linked down below too Yep. Um, please subscribe on, on YouTube follow on our social media platforms um, but for now uh, goodbye from the Screen Chronicles and Levente Lejac